Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. Get the latest updates. Well, our title or our theme tonight, if you will, is Love God, Love the City. And it's been a tradition on the day of the marathon to, to talk about this very subject. Sometimes we lean into loving God, sometimes the love the city aspect, or maybe both. Um, and tonight, you know, hopefully we've already, you know, continued to express our love for the Father through worship. And we want to really, during the message, transition to this, this idea of loving the city. And to do that, I want to get us talking for just a moment, a little conversation, if you will, about the subject of love and this city. All right, and so I have a question on the screen for you. What is one thing you love about or in our city? All right, what is one thing you, this can be, this could be very material if you want it to be, it could be totally surfacey. I don't care. Just one thing you love about OKC, all right? Tell the person next to you, I'm gonna give you just about a minute or so or a little less. Talk amongst yourselves, go. All right, start, just a couple more seconds. Get your answers out. All right, real quick, I just, I always like a little feedback in these sort of moments. A few answers, what do you love about OKC? Bass Pro Shop. Those are not exclusive to OKC, but okay. Anybody else? Nashford. Nashford, so we're getting into food very quickly. I like it. Anybody else? Thai House. Thai House, another food establishment. This is gonna be a recurring theme of Oklahoma City, I think. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anything other than food? What? Transitional ministry. Very good. I love it. Anybody else? The people of OKC. What's up? Give it up for the people. (laughs) Anybody else? There it is. That's the answer I was looking for. This church. I was wondering how long it would take to get there. Actually, I didn't even think of that answer. You know, that was good. I was just thinking on the food myself. I was like, man, you know, we're one of the best food cities in the country. You guys know that, right? Eating local is my favorite thing to do. I don't know what I'd do without my Brahms. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I keep it local all the time. Give me the mint chocolate chip, please. All right. So what does the Bible say, right? Here's what the Bible says about a few things when it comes to our love, but it says that our ability to love anything, it says our ability to love anything, including including Empire or, you know, Nashburg or wherever you want to go, our ability to love anything was first given to us by the fact that God loved us. Check this verse out in 1 John 4.19. 1 John is, is a book all about love, right? We love because he first loved us. It's a really simple concept, but we are only capable of because of God's love for us. Everyone say love. 
Everyone say, love the city. It's impossible to understand what love is without the example of Jesus. In other words, the core teachings of Jesus are simply this, love God and love others. We know that that's the core of his teaching. And this theme tonight, Love the City, it's not a new thing. We've talked about it before, but I don't know about you, but it continually, it continually compels me. It helps me continue to, uh, to capture, if you will, my heart. I want to be a person who not only truly loves God, but I want to be a person who understands how to love other people. Does anybody else want to do that? Because sometimes I look at my life and I go, oh, man, I don't know if I do all that great at loving others. I really love one person in this world, and it's me. Right? And I have to continually remind myself, and I know you do too, because I'm not talking just about me, I'm talking about us. We are really good at loving ourselves, taking care of ourselves, but we really, really need to grow in what it means to love not only others, love our neighbors, love the city like we really were called to it. God has called us to something in this world, and He's called us to be people of love for the sake of the gospel in the place we live. He hasn't called us to save the world because we can't, but he has called us to save the people around us, to go and preach to our city and to go and love our city. And so as a church, we want to be known for our love, right? John 13, we want to be known for our love. By this, everyone will know that we are his disciples if you love one another. And this begins with, of course, loving one another in this room, extends to our neighbors, our city, and of course, even the world. So here's what I'm going to do in just about five minutes I'm going to take here. I want to set up a bunch of things that I, that I, uh, that I feel, feel like will be some vision that we're going to cast for our city and specifically for OKC community in our city and how we can be intentional about not only being people who love God, but who, of course, love others and specifically practice the ways of Jesus and loving our city through serving, generosity, sacrifice, and even partnering with kingdom-minded organizations and uh, purposed organizations and our uh, friends in our city. So we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Um, I want to set this up, and then in a little bit, you're going to see a bunch of people sharing a little bit about what they're doing in the city and how we can be a part of it. Before we get into that, I want to give a little bit of the underground structure of how our church approaches mission and the purpose of things like this and work in our city and even throughout the world. I think this will be helpful. A number of years ago, we established what we call the Bringing Life Initiatives. We have four Bringing Life Initiatives. I'll share those in a moment. But these four initiatives are the outworking of the vision of our church. Like most churches and organizations, we have a, we have a mission statement and we have a vision statement. And our mission is simple. And these are always things that I think are good to share every once in a while with our church. And so here you go. Our mission is simple. It's pretty much the great commission of Jesus, but this is how it's worded. Our mission is to make disciples, baptize, and teach them everything Jesus commanded. That's why we exist. That's why, I mean, it's what Jesus called us to go and do. So this is the purpose underneath everything we are and everything we do. It's straight from Matthew 28. And our vision partners with the mission. You understand our vision partners with the mission that God has given us, but our vision is the unique, if you will, imaginative expression and contribution that we feel like OKC community can make towards the mission of God. You may be a little more familiar with our vision statement. Anybody want to tell me what it is? I, this, is, this, is this is always fun because it makes me realize that it should just be fired. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
Boom. That's part of it. Someone, uh, yeah. What? Hold on. Hold on. Was that my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, teach them. Teach them. What is that verse? I can't even think of the verse. Train them up in the way that you go, and they're not, I don't know, depart something from the Word of God. So you got it. So bringing life to, put it up there. Our vision is to bring life to our city by being the church the best way we know how. And uh, that's why we have bringing life to our city all over our sweatshirts that I see a lot of tonight. We see, uh, we have bringing life on our building, but it really is this outworking of the vision. And specifically, what I want to show you is kind of how we have four bringing life initiatives. Like, how do we do the vision? Well, we put it in, and these are actually our external, if you will, ones, and I'll put them up here real quick. But we have four external things that we really want to initiate in our church the idea of loving your neighbor loving our schools love the city and love the world notice they all start with the same word love right and these are the external outworkings of the vision we have a lot of internal outworkings of the vision too for example when we gather like this or when you go to a connect group or when you serve on a team or when you do student life or when you do okc kids or whatever it is that we engage in internally those are outworkings of the vision but these are the those are the internal ones. These are the external ones. These are the things that we do out in our neighborhoods, in our city, and in the world, is how can we engage as a church in this and activate this idea of love so we aren't just using words that we say we're supposed to be loving people, but that we actually create real things that we can engage in together to go and love the world around us. So. We do different things at different times of the year. You may have not heard of any of these before, um, but we do them underneath the surface or we do them in different ways. Sometimes things get a little more emphasis in some seasons than others. But over the course of a number of years, all these things have been a part of the culture and DNA of our church. And we are becoming a community. We want to become, so ultimately imagine, becoming a community who really truly learns how to love our neighbors well. Like, that, like our literal neighbors, not just generally speaking, but are the people we live near, the people we work near. Imagine being a church that understands that our schools are really important, and it's not because, if you think about schools, they're the intersection of so many things, family and all sorts of, all sorts of uh, uh, diversity all intersect at a school, and when we can go and we can minister in schools and we can be a support to that system, we really show a city that we love them and care about them, and we're not all about ourselves. And when we love our city, you know, we do this in a lot of different ways. This is where that love, the number three one there is where we can just actively engage in, in doing our own projects that we feel like God's called us to do or, or partnering. This is where partnering with other organizations really comes into play. And then, of course, loving the world extends beyond our city, and it's what we do in other places to extend the work of the church around the world. For example, when we support missionaries like Robert and Jenny Willison in Albania, which we're doing right now on a monthly basis to support them in their work. Some of you do it on your own, and this is a beautiful thing. Or when we do work with Mission El Salvador to continue to build homes and, and support that ministry or take mission trips to that place that we'll do again in the future, those are ways that we can love the world. So out of all these four, these all have meaning, but tonight we're focusing on that number three one, which is love the city. And we see, um, we see our vision and these initiatives as a marathon, not a sprint. No marathon, pun intended. Maybe a little. <clears throat> but seriously, we want these to be long-haul 
uh, mindset where we are investing in these four initiatives and we don't, we don't rush them or try and create something too quickly, but we prayerfully consider what God has called us to so that we can give our very best to whatever we do. And so we want to ultimately see more stories surrounding these things. We want to see more stories and hear more stories of people loving their neighbors, of our church loving the city, loving the world, living out this vision. So as you can imagine, and I'm about to transition, I'm going to invite Scott up in a moment, but as you can imagine, the pandemic really has disrupted some things we were doing and back in 2019, and now we are, some of those things are coming back together and we are reestablishing them, and eventually uh, some of those things will, will, will come back around, but we're also excited about some new things that we want to present as sort of practical ways, actionable things that we can do as a body to love our city. And so uh, Scott and I are going to share about two specific things that a loving your city sort of serving opportunity that we're going to be officially beginning tonight. And then after we talk about those two things, you'll hear from a few other people about different uh, organizations in the city that we want you to know about that are our ministry partners and friends so we're going to start by just talking again about two things that we feel like really are great places for us to step in together as a community and serve. And we've been really prayerfully considering some ministry partnerships here in the city and organizations that we can work with. And so we have two that we're going to talk about tonight called Restore OKC and then a City Care, which some of you have heard of both of those. But we're going to talk a little bit about a specific way that we can serve them. So Scott, welcome Scott, everybody. Come on. I know you love that, Leslie. Mike, the mic, the mic. It is like really hot. The the mic, the mic, the mic, bro. You need like six inches, you know, from the mic. I'm I'm not sure it's the mic, buddy. Might be me. (laughs) I like it. All right. Uh, Well, Scott, why don't you tell us, why don't you tell us about, um, let's start with Restore OKC. And uh, let's just talk a little bit about what that's, what's going on with that and some things you've been putting together. Uh, so yeah, I'll just let you start talking. Okay. Guys, let me tell you just a little bit about Restore OKC. We, we've had an opportunity over the past couple months. Tim actually has friends that he's been at other churches with that are now part of that ministry, and that's what kind of led them to us. And we have uh, somebody in our church, Tracy Boquin, if you didn't know, is actually uh, on staff at uh, Restore OKC. Yeah. So to tell you a little bit about them, let me, let me read their mission to you. Restore OKC's mission is to build relationships of reconciliation for restorative justice. Mm. Restore OKC seeks to serve the physical, social, emotional, educational, and economic needs of our neighbors on the northeast part of town. What's incredible about this is that for us as a church, they're really our neighbors because so much of what they do literally it goes right down the 23rd Street corridor. And they're actually located right on 27th, just about a mile and a half away from here. And so as we went and saw them, what we found was that they've got a few different arms of ministry. And what we were looking for was an opportunity to jump in and help them. Hmm. Uh, so they've got restore homes, they've got restore jobs, restore schools, and restore farms. And in each one of those areas, they reach out into the city to help those that are underdeveloped, lower income families, uh, to really help them get out of that state of poverty that some of them are in, most of them are in. And so our opportunity that we have with Restore OKC is they do a thing called Second Saturdays, 
where we get the opportunity to bring a group of people down to Restore OKC, and they, we can actually serve in all of these different areas. So for instance, restore homes. We'll take a group of people that will go, and there are people, whether they're elderly um, single moms or elderly people who need help with uh, just upkeeping their homes where we can take a group of people and go help them for the morning. Mm. It's a nine to 11 serve basically that we do. They have restored, they have an actual uh, farm, an actual garden that is right there at their property, which actually serves the produce for their 23rd street market that they just opened up about a year ago, which is right on 23rd Street. And they put it there because in that neighborhood, there was no market that was a walkable distance for people who didn't have a car. And so the produce that comes from the farm actually goes to the 23rd Street Market. And one of the things on those Saturday mornings when we go to Second Saturdays is to help in the garden and help uh, growing up the garden. There's so many- strawberries and stuff? Absolutely, buddy. (laughs) All sorts of different things. And there's a lot of different other things they do, guys. They do everything from meals to wheels for elderly. They um, do things like uh, do mentoring for children. They go into, they're partnering with three schools in that northeast side that, uh, to help these schools that are really um, underserved, they help support the teachers. They try and get a longstanding teacher relationship with a lot of these schools so that, because these schools' teachers don't stick around. And part of what they're doing is to help support the teachers so they stay. There's so many incredible things that they do, but the opportunity for us is these second Saturdays that I think what we're going to do is try and get a group to go quarterly. They've got churches all over the city that are serving on these second Saturdays, and we're going to do one about once a quarter. The first one will be on May 14th okay. uh, next month, and there will be a sign-up sheet out in the lobby um, where we can take this group and go help Restore OKC. And the cool thing about Restore OKC is... is that was a lot to take in, right? Yes, like totally. it took me a few times of hearing the vision, like to kind of absorb all that they're doing. But the cool thing about it is, I think when it comes to the people of God in a city, like first, first and foremost, like we, the ch- for the church to really saturate a city with the gospel, yeah. right? Like what it requires is the people of God in the city who say they love God and love others to come together, no matter what church they go to, right? Yeah. And, and to serve a city. And to love a city. And Restore OKC, OKC is a great way for us to do that, to, to come alongside um, kingdom purposed uh, organization ministry that's also partnering with other churches. And we can go and we can do something to make a bigger impact that we would never be able to make on our own. And so that's one of the great things about Restore OKC. And so, uh, and really the second Saturday thing is just the beginning. It's kind of a first step for us, and then we'll see where it goes. Absolutely. And yeah. we're going to share some other ministries, and Tim will tell you about that here in a little bit. But this is also one of these ministries that you can just go and be a part of, whether it's mentoring. There's so many different little things that you can actually volunteer with uh, with Restore OKC as well. It's good. So let's talk about city care, because city care is another thing that a lot of people maybe you've heard of. Maybe you haven't heard of it, but it's, it's, it's umbrellas under the Homeless Alliance. So it's mm-hmm. really, really focused on... Um, the homeless, um, those struggling with homelessness here in their city. So tell us what kind of opportunities that we have with that. Absolutely. Well, City Care, their motto is inspire, empower, create. They, well, they want to inspire people who are willing to look social justice and poverty in the face, empower them to do anything that they can to create change, which I think is just such an incredible uh, mission statement and motto. And the opportunity for us, they do so much with the homeless in our city, is they have a night shelter over on Fifth and Villa, and 
on the evenings on uh, Tuesday through Sunday, they have 150 people that stay at that shelter. And they had no way to feed them. And so they started just kind of reaching out to different people, different churches, that type of thing, to provide uh, meals for 150 people, as well as help them to kind of staff the night shelter, uh, just for the check-in time in that night. And so the opportunity for our church is that we can bring a group of people down, do hospitality, checking them into the night shelter, but then be able to serve, prepare, and actually be a part of feeding these 150 people. And so to begin with, our goal is to just do this one night a month. And there's somebody actually that I want to bring up, and Hannah, I'm going to have you come out for a sec. And the reason why I want to do this is because Hannah is actually who turned me on to City Care. Is one day, Hannah, I get a call from Hannah Taylor saying, hey, Scott, I have an opportunity for us. (laughs) And so, Hannah, tell me about that first time that you went to City Care. Yeah, so I had a break in school, and um, I was like, I would love to serve the city in some way. And so I just got online and Googled homeless shelters and um, came across um, City Care and went, and they were like, hey, you're going to be in the kitchen. Um, we have two pans of food from, that are leftovers from the week, and if you can just serve those to the hungriest, and if we run out, go ahead and warm up some of this canned food, then, um, yeah, thank you for coming, and then left, and I was like, what? And so I had to look at these people in the face and decide who got to eat, who got to eat, and my heart broke because they're people, like they're hungry, and it was cold, and it was January, and um, and so I went home and was like, I can't go back there without food, and so um, I prayed about it, and I felt the Lord like just be. At first, I was like. I got to find somebody to do this. Somebody else has got to do this. And then he was like, you're the church. <laughs> you can do it. And so I started reaching out and allowing the church to be the church and come together. And we all, um, so many friends and community groups here, like just partnered with me to make food for 150 people. Come on, right? Don't you? And what I, this is what I love so much about Hannah's story is that it, she was just one person who was going to serve on her own, and she saw the opportunity, and she didn't just go, oh, well, this is too much for me. She actually reached out to me. She reached out to friends in her church. She reached out to friends at her home church and, and family members and all started pitching in. And so she's been doing Sunday nights now for like the last three months on her own um, and with the help of friends and family. Thank you for coming up. I appreciate That's awesome. It. Give it up for Hannah. Woo-hoo. So, just to reiterate real quick, that opportunity is that one night a month, we're, I'm going to bring a group of people down that will help do the hospitality, help prepare and serve the meal for 150 homeless people. That's awesome. Well, so these two opportunities, Restore OKC and City Care, are, are really two ideas that we're putting out tonight and to say, hey, these are actually things happening in the month of May that you can sign up for, jump in, and be a part of something. We also want to share tonight opportunities that are just kind of ongoing, and it's really connecting with people. It's one of the philosophies we've had here as a church when it comes to 
believe it or not, as, as a church in the city, we get, we get asked, you wouldn't believe how many times we get asked, hey, can you help us with this? Can you help us with that? How many organizations and nonprofits are asking for help? And all of them are worthy causes. All of them are important. And we're sitting there going, we don't know how to distinguish what we should do and shouldn't do. There's just too many things. There's too many needs. So where are we going to put our effort? And we made a decision a long time ago that for now, unless God changes something and we, we see a different perspective, but for now, we really want to focus on the things that we have a natural relationship to that organization. Either someone is leading that or working with that organization, and they have a really strong leadership role within it that we can say, okay, we can partner with you because we know you and we have a relationship with you. You're part of this church. Or there's a bridge that's really natural in another way that we feel like there's a, there's a proximity to their right in our neighborhood, like Restore OKC or whatever. And so with the next four, what's cool is all these are represented by people in our church. And these are ways that we want you to be able to partner with these organizations. One, because we feel like it's a natural part and extension of our ministry here at OKC Community. Two, because all of these people are, are great. And three, the, and, and, and maybe most importantly, is, is we feel like that there is ministry that we can all engage in and we feel called to that extends beyond the, the walls of this church that we want you to be a part of and we want you guys to know about them. And so with that said, once you guys that are coming up, go ahead and come up because there's a whole group of them up here. And, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, a few organizations that I think you'll all, a lot of you will have heard of them, uh, but you'll get to hear a little bit more on how you can... Just a really simple, they're just going to have a quick um, kind of introduction to who they are, what the organization's about, and then, yeah, ways that you can be a part. Go ahead, Scott. Awesome. So I'm going to give the mic to Matt, and we're just going to kind of do this one at a time. Um, Matt, why don't you share what your role is uh, with Young Life and what Young Life does uh, to begin with. So my name is Matt Ross, and I am um, what's called teacher staff, which is part-time staff with Young Life. And we also have another member of our church who is on staff with Young Life, and she is part of a ministry um, for our students with disabilities called Capernaum. Her name's Caitlin Wood, and you'll get to meet her um, later in the, in the foyer. But um, if you don't know anything about Young Life, our mission is to introduce adolescents to Jesus Christ and help them grow in their faith. And the way we do that is we go into local schools, high schools and middle schools, and volunteer leaders, staffers, we build relationships with them. And we do what we, what we call we earn the right to be heard. Um, we gain their trust by building a relationship with them, and then through our clubs and camps and things like that, um, we present the gospel to them and, and kind of let them into our life and, and tell them about our story with our, with our walk with Jesus. Awesome. So, buddy, share with us, if for somebody that's out there tonight and they're like, come on, I, I love youth. I want to be a part of something like that. What's the those opportunity? Are those are special people. <laughs> that's right. No offense right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we always are in need of volunteer leaders to be those the hands and feet of Jesus and go out and build relationships with the students. And then also, um, we have a great need, especially right now, for camp scholarships. We're, we're coming up on camp season this summer, and we're wanting to take somewhere between 40 and 60 kids to camp uh, in the, in the, from kids from the metro area. And so, yeah, being a part of being able to send kids to camp through camp scholarships is a, is a need. That's awesome. And Caitlin, are you in the room? Will you stand up Caitlin. just for a sec? Everybody, this is Caitlin Woods, and she is also, like Matt said. <laughs> Young Life, yeah. And with, with Caitlin, and he, you kind of already said it, there, she's with Young Life Capernaum. She creates spaces 
of belonging for teens and young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So if your passion is to work with kids with disabilities, Caitlin would be a great one to talk to, um, to volunteer with Young Life as well. Okay, all right, let's move on. And We're gonna go Hope, to Hope House. House. Come on, ladies. You got it, Scott. So why don't you guys just introduce yourselves to everybody um, and explain who your role, what your roles are and what Hope House does. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Kiana Hyacinth and me and my husband Julian are the resident managers at Hope House. Yeah. My name is Megan Haynes and I am one of the case managers at Hope House. Yeah. And, and what does Hope House do? Yeah, so Hope House um, gives families experiencing homelessness a chance to rebuild their lives. And uh, we do that by providing them an apartment that is their own, them and their family, their children, um, an apartment to live in that's fully furnished for about 12 to 18 months. Um, and it, it, the opportunity is to help them overcome whatever they're experiencing when they come to Hope House. Um, and we do that just so that for generations to come, their lives can be forever changed. And we do that through a lot of different programs within it um, by helping them with legal help, recovery groups, and uh, self-worth classes, and parenting classes. Um, everything we do at Hope House is centered around each family's individual needs, so it's not like a one-size-fits-all. Everybody has a specific plan to help them reach the goals they have for, for their future. Um, and we really, the best thing about this is we get to partner with God to do this work at Hope House. So will you tell us, for everybody out there, what, as far as Hope House goes, what's the opportunity that is there? Yeah, so we have a lot of different opportunities. Um, we love to get individuals plugged in and involved with mentoring our kids, which is part of our Hope Kids program, or just serving in our Hope Kids program in general. Um, we also love to get individuals to help provide meals for our families who are experiencing a trial or also a celebration. Um, and then we're always looking for small groups who want to adopt an apartment and then help us get that apartment ready for new families that are going to be moving in. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. Yeah. All Give right. it up. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right, Chad. Everybody knows Chad. Come on. <laughs> Chad, share with us. Uh, you're with Youth for Christ. Yeah. Share with us what your role is and just a little bit about Youth for Christ. Yeah, so um, I've just been volunteering with Youth for Christ for probably three or four years now uh, at a few different high schools, and um, I just go in there and I serve each week and love on the kids, show them Christ, whether it's with my words or whether it's just with my actions or just being there, you know. The kids really appreciate that when you show up on a weekly, consistent basis for them. So however I can serve, I'm there to serve, you know. And buddy, for somebody who is, um, once again, has that heart for youth, has that heart for young people, what would be the opportunity with Youth for Christ? Yeah, if you can come on a weekly basis, that would be great. Um, they are offering several things coming up this summer, like outings is what they're calling them, more or less. Um, there's summer camp, but just there's other things that a lot of the kids might not have any opportunities to go and experience or be a part of just because of resources, transportation, upbringing, whatever it might look like. And so there's just lots of good things that could, you know, speak to their professional aspirations or just things they want to do in life, you know, experiences they want to have that they might not ever have an experience to, or an opportunity to have that experience elsewise, you know. Um, so that you can go on a weekly basis to one of the schools like Northwest Classen or Harding, um, which you'll meet the um, campus coordinators. Kenny is at Northwest Classen and Abigail's from Harding. 
um, after the service. They'll be out at the Youth for Christ table. And then also, there's, we're sending kids to camp, too, just like what Matt was saying. I mean, however they got to get there, whatever the organization is, you know, like, get them there, you know. So those are the main things. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Everybody give Chad a hand. And hey, Kendall Kelly. Hey. <laughs> Kendall, tell us about Comeback Kids and yes. what your role is. Okay, so we actually um, are a nonprofit here in Oklahoma City, actually uh, surrounding cities as well. So we offer free one-on-one -on -one mentoring services as well as um, group programs for at-risk students. So a majority of the students that we work with are incarcerated in juvenile detention centers. Um, they are in foster facilities because their parents' rights have been terminated and they don't have anywhere to live. Um, we work with um, single parent homes, parents have been incarcerated, so, um, you know, lower income families, anywhere that there's a gap, um, we try to fill it with um, a healthy adult that is really just wanting to show up and um, it's teaching life skills, character development, emotional intelligence, um, life skills, like some of these kids literally don't know how to make macaroni and cheese um, just because of how they were raised or where they were raised and so. Um, we're in juvenile detention centers, high schools, um, foster facilities, um, and in group, and then also if there's somebody that feels um, comfortable working with one-on-one, -on -one, then we offer those as well. Okay. So, obviously, there's a lot of different things that you do, and with each one of those, there's an opportunity there as well as far as a volunteer, but share a little bit about maybe even, you know, what's needed right now, yeah. volunteer-wise. Um, so it's really great if some of you are like, I'm terrified of teenagers, um, it's totally fine, but if you still feel compassionate to um, help combat kids society, um, you can cook. Um, we feed all of our students, you could um, donate snacks, we try to feed all of the kids, we know that um, they'll let us into their hearts if we feed them. So, um, and then there's also things like curriculum writing, grant writing, um, or you know you can volunteer to go into the juvenile detention center. Um, we also do every third Saturday we feed the homeless together, and all of our there's about four foster facilities that come out, and so you can make sandwiches with them. So as as close as you want to be to the students and impacting them. Um, with your life or your story or your wisdom, you can. Or if you're kind of behind the scenes and you want to write or you want to, um, you know, pack meals, um, there's opportunities there as well. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Kendall. Everybody give Kendall a hand. So what they're going to do is they, each one of them has a table out in the lobby, okay? And we want you guys to go by. Go by, ask questions, be curious. We talk about that. Uh, Ask what, what are the needs and how you can get involved. And so thank you guys. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, give it up for them one more time. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Well, here's what I, here's what I know is that most of us have heard um, opportunities before and we go, oh, that's good. That's cool they're doing that. And, and we sort of disassociated or disconnected from ourselves because we feel like we're already full and we already got enough going in our life. Here's what I would just want to say is one, a lot of times we're intimidated by the idea of approaching need and engaging that need and, and, and serving it. And so we, we withdraw from it. So we're either intimidated by it or we're too busy for it. Or perhaps we just feel like, you know, I'm, that's just not my thing. And here's what I would encourage you with tonight is, is to, to just ask yourself, just really ask yourself, how are you doing at loving the city? 
how are you really doing at that? And I know that has layers because it starts with neighbors and starts right here. I I know love has layers. I get it. But we do have to do really self-reflection at time and ask ourselves, how am I doing at love? And, and so when I ask that, I always kind of put it into the context of the future too. Like, and if how am I doing is, do I like the person that I'm becoming? Because if, if what I'm doing presently as a person, as a, as a follower of Jesus who has been loved by God and he has now called me to love. Now, you don't have to do these things or what we're doing to demonstrate that love. But I am encouraging all of us to just really ask ourselves, okay, God, I, I need to take the next step and what it means to learn to love like you've called me to love. That's what tonight's all about. And you know, yeah, we have a few practical opportunities. We have some things to help you do that. But really it's about you and me owning the heart of love. And so with that, I, I just wanna, I wanna pray. I wanna pray over these ministries and uh, I wanna pray for you. And, and then we'll, uh, we'll start to wrap this thing up. But Father, I just wanna pray. I do want to pray for every piece of vision that we've talked about tonight, every way that we've described ministries or described what this church is all about. Or, I mean, that's all just words, and we know they're important. But, Lord, more than anything, we know that the heart of what these things are doing, what Restore OKC, what City Care, what Hope House, what Young Life, what Youth for Christ, what Comeback Kids, what all these places are doing is so redemptive, and it's so much for the purposes of your kingdom. And Lord, we just pray, we just pray your, your favor upon these things. That Lord, you would, they would see just fruitful ministry happening at a rate that they've never experienced before, but Lord, not because of anything other than your grace and your love and just your favor pouring out on them. We pray that over them. We pray for this church, that God, we would be a, a church that is known for our love. Not because we want to have a reputation or be, or be, you know, respected. It's not about that. It's about us being an attractive force of love in this city. That people couldn't not be a part of what God is doing in this place and in churches around the city because your love is growing up in the people of God in the city. We pray that over, this, over the church of Oklahoma City. Lord, we're grateful. We're grateful for you. We're grateful that, Lord, that all this is made possible by you and your love for us. For just a moment, I just want you to just ask that question. God, how am I doing? I love in the city. And I know that that's a, a broad question, but just ask that in prayer right now. God, how am I doing? I love in the city. Is there anything, God, that you want me to, to do tonight? We, uh, we trust you. We submit our lives to you. Lord, we, uh, we're grateful. And may we go be your people now for the sake of your kingdom. May we be willing to go and do the things that you've called us to do and be the people you've created us to be. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, we hope tonight was interesting, engaging, and enlightening for you. And we hope it's also challenging in some ways. 
I want to, we haven't even shared any announcements, so I, I want to do that real quick before you guys leave, and, and then I want to invite you to a time of ministry and a time of even connecting out in the lobby. But on the screen, we just got a few reminders. Uh, we have a prayer team, and the prayer team will be hanging out up here. And, and, and in a service like this, when I was just getting ready for today, I just really had the, the conviction to, to say to you, like, I know that a lot of people in this room have a lot of life circumstances going on right now that need prayer. And you're here in the room, and so is a prayer team. And there, now, there's no time better than right now than to say, you know what, I need prayer ministry to come into my life and to connect with me with where I'm at. And so if you need prayer, it's available tonight. We're here. We want to pray with you. They'll be right up here at the front when we dismiss. Also, of course, if you're new here, which I know there's maybe a few of you that are new, thank you for so much for coming. We have a welcome table right out there in the lobby. We'd love to meet you, connect with you, share anything, anything you want to know about the church. Of course, if you'd like to give, we have our joy boxes. We have online giving. We have all those things that we always have for those of you who want to give uh, to the ministry here. And then, of course, um, last couple things on the on the screen, you'll see Cap City Cowork. We do that every Wednesday. It is not happening this Wednesday, though, because we have an event here at the church that we're hosting on Wednesday for something happening in our city. And so we are going to be doing that on Wednesday. So Cap City will return on May the 4th. Be with you. All right. So that's happening on May the 4th. Yes. There will be some Star Wars theme things that day, just so you know, if you want to come. And then next step, a lot of you, uh, if you're interested in taking the next step here, getting plugged in to a connect group or serving or any next step and just learning more about OKC community, the sign-up's out in the lobby for that, as, long as, as well as summer camp and other things that are happening. So you'll see a whole bunch out in the lobby. Take a few minutes before you leave to check it all out and connect with all those amazing friends and ministry partners that we are establishing um tonight okay they're out there you can just get more information sign up learn more just because you sign up doesn't mean you've signed up for anything it's a sign up to learn more about what you can do in these places and so if you're just curious i would say sign up for something tonight all right my friends well we love you we thank you so much for being here tonight and we will be back next week at 10 30 believe it or not we're going back to 10 30 we decided this time is great but only once a year all right so we'll see you next week Love you all. Have a great Sunday. See you later. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you. Please visit our contact page at okccommunitychurch.com.